This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. No sleep till Brooklyn Beastie Boys at 7.10 on your Monday morning. Back with the number one rated talk show in New York. That's me, Sid, Sid and Friends in the morning. Big 7 o'clock hour about to come your way. Bill O'Reilly's morning message. And the editor of the National Review, he's here every Monday morning, Rich Lowry. 8 o'clock hour. No one will stop by for a couple of minutes, but the big one is the mayor, Eric Adams. He'll be here at 8.40. And then uh, my buddies out of that big gastro center in New Jersey. This is Colon Cancer Awareness Month here in March, also MS Month. And we'll talk to uh, Dr. George Pavlou and my dear friend Steve Puchik coming up at 925. But we do put this time aside every Monday morning talking about no sleep till Brooklyn for Canarsie's finest, Mr. Guardian Angels, and a big star, of course, right here at WABC, the great Curtis Sliwa. Curtis, good morning, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm feeling really good. I wasn't feeling good coming in here because I was licensed to be ill. What do you mean? Ill in the brain. Oh, yes. What a great group. Beastie Boys, right? Had the top-selling rap song of all time, remember? Top of the Billboard charts. The brothers were not at all happy with that in 1986. All white smart guys from Harvard. One of them, I think, Adam, may have gone to Morrow High School with my wife, Danielle. I think he went to Morrow. And that's what you started this morning. And I say, my God, I don't think you realized the tribute you paid to our beloved Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You started off by talking about your lovely wife, Danielle, going to one of the great high schools, public high schools in New York City. Never gets the recognition and attention of a Stuyvesant, a Brooklyn Tech, Bronx High, of a Well, I was right. Adam did go tomorrow. Danielle told me that. She was right. I was right. Go ahead, continue. By the way, it doesn't get the credit, too, because they're not a big sports high school. In fact, the football field where Midwood plays their games is at Morrow High School. But it's Midwood's football field, not Morrow's. That's true, but then again, the worst football field I ever played on was the old New Utrecht field. Terrible. I mean, they had glass and rocks and stones. and So if, did Chief said Bay. And if thing. you did a whiteout, you got smashed right into the <laughs> fence. But anyway, let's get back to Edward R. Murrow. You pointed out how Danielle yeah. was the female chosen for Sing. Correct. And that Daniel Aronofsky. Darren, Darren Aronofsky. Darren, I'm sorry. Yeah. Was chosen as the male. Right. Now, that was back then when women were women, men were men. Now you'd have to have 72 different categories, you know, (laughs) non-binary, drag queens, the whole nine yards. Because Edward R. Murrow is a school that started just recently. It's not an old school. No. Started in the 70s. Theater. It was about theater. It was about journalism, about all the things that they don't get credit for. And look at what this guy has gone on to do. Right. And I'm telling you, this guy was a graffiti artist. You know the train tracks that are right be, uh, below Edward R. Murrow? Yeah. He used to throw up big layups. Yeah. No, that's not true. That is true. Darren Aronofsky? Uh, check it out. No, I believe. You know, he was actually married, too, for a short time, 
to who was that lovely actress? They had a baby together. She ended up going uh, going to to go on with the guy from James Bond, Daniel Craig. But before she was with Daniel Craig, she was uh, married to Darren Aronofsky, and they had a baby. Give me her name. So you're telling me he was a graffiti artist? Yes, he was. And by the way, although he didn't direct this movie, I want everybody to go look at White Boy Rick. He was the producer of this movie. What's it called? White Boy Rick. White Boy Rick. Rachel Weiss was the lady he was married to. She's now with Daniel Craig. They had a child together. White Boy Rick. Right. Matthew McConaughey was in it. As a white boy dealing drugs and guns, became a confidential informant, but then ended up doing triple life without parole, which sort of leads us into the whole Mexico situation. Because you lived in that era, I lived through that era, and drugs were pouring into this country, and we weren't going to war against Colombia. We weren't popping cruise missiles into Afghanistan over the fact that they were growing poppies that were turned into heroin. But now, all of a sudden, we want to end spring break in Mexico. We want to declare war. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, who doesn't know a country that he doesn't want to declare war on. Is this guy crazy? We have created this insatiable appetite for drugs. America. The number one drug user. And guess what? If it ain't Mexico, it's going to be another country that's going to produce the drugs. You know that better than anybody uh, listen, else. I, I can't argue any of this because I spent so much of my life down on Pitkin and Pine at 6 o'clock in the morning with uh, 50 bucks in my pocket and making that treacherous trip back after getting the drugs. I mean, two rehabs and all the things you're talking about. Now, thank God it. 56 years old almost. That's, that's where history. was that again? Picking and where? Picking and Pine. Yeah, they said white boy sit is here. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same white thing. boy said. What, what year was that movie made? Uh, I believe that movie was in the 80s. I'm not in the quite 80s. sure. Okay. Great movie. No, no, probably had to be the 90s. 90s he was too right. young. He was you, too young you, in the 80s. You got to check it out yeah. because it is so pertinent to what we're going through now. But you think of all the Brooklyn people you mentioned. You mentioned Janice Yellen. Oh, my God, she sounded like she had constipation when she was speaking. <laughs> you know what high school she graduated from? She's a Brooklyn girl, too? Secretary of the Treasury, before that, head of the Federal Reserve, Fort Hamilton High School. Regu- no kidding. A regular public neighborhood high school right there in I Bay know Ridge. Right. You know, Alan Dershowitz was on this show last week talking about some, oh, he was talking about the Alex Murdoch trial. And he said, you know, uh, all I really want to do He's a huge success. All I really want to do is write a book about Brooklyn. Yeah, Borough Park. He grew up yes. in Borough Park. I mean, if you if you list the names, I know the Bronx has some impressive people. Martin Scorsese, Jazz Palminteri, Bernie McGurk. Hey, don't forget Danny Aiello. Right? Also, we love Danny. But if you list the people from Brooklyn, oh, it's oh, not oh. even close. Well, wait, you also mentioned your very dear friend, Joseph Tapic. I call him Tapioca Head. Tapapina. Bedford right. Avenue, Bedford Avenue and Avenue X. Right now, poly prep graduate, you know, busting his buttons and bridges with pride, probably voted the least likely to succeed, right? Not probably. Uh, the fact is, in the polyglot, which was the annual poly prep yearbook, one year when we were in the sixth grade, Joseph Tacopina and Sidney Rosenberg were voted the two of us least likely to succeed. He's the biggest attorney in the country. I'm the biggest radio star. That's right. Nice uh, job, Paul. Having been, having been uh, praised by Donald Trump uh, by text, <laughs> you're still <laughs> waiting for him to come on your show. But Joseph Tacopina, an attorney for him now. Now, Well, let me read this text now that you brought that up. Yes. Because President Trump did, in fact, text 
Joe Tacopina on Friday after Tac was on with me on Friday. Just listen to your interview with Sid, who, by the way, is a fantastic guy, fantastic in caps. Great interview, great in caps. Say hi to number one Sid, President Trump, to Joseph Tacopina on Friday. And then the worst disgrace of the Oscars, the failure to recognize Paul Sorvino. Terrible. Went to Lafayette High School. From Bensonhurst. Grew up with asthma. That's why he became a great opera singer. He had to learn breathing exercises. The guy was busting tables. He was a bartender. He was selling cars. Nobody would give him a break because, you know, he was, he was, ah, this guy, nah, there's no way. Then he was in a championship season, which you know, as a sports guy, 25 years later, they won this, uh, the uh, state championship in basketball. They all get together. And he was part of a team of Robert Mitchum, Bruce Stern, Psycho Boy, Bruce oh, Stern, great Martin cast. Sheen, Stacey Keach. That was 1982. Wow. A championship season. And then eventually, good fellas, Paulie Vario, he plays that. How could they not have uh, recognized I- this guy? And you know, my favorite. Role of all time, because I was up with the Irish at St. Patrick's uh, Day Parade there in the neck, in Throg's neck, in the Bronx yesterday, when he played Kill the Irishman, Fat Tony oh, Salerno. He was great not. He was great not. How could they not recognize Paul Savino? I, I mean, uh, and Kill the Irishman was great, and, and the championship season was great, too, but just for Big Paulie in Goodfellas. And while you're talking about great Italians from Brooklyn, who they snubbed at the Academy Awards last night, you don't love this guy, but I did the great Tony, a.k.a. Paulie Walnuts, Sirico, another well, great Brooklyn actor. Well, you know, he was real to life. He used to wake up at 2 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. His mother would make him, hey, pasta vazul. He would eat his pasta vazul, the mamaluke, and then he would go and he'd get a job. Whose leg do I stuff in whose pocket in order to collect the vig? He was a real-life mobster. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And then the one you didn't mention, who is who disgraziata Ashanda. He came out of Brooklyn, went to Regis High School, a brainiac. Regis. Okay. That's right. He's been moaning and groaning. It's not me. It's not me. Uh, uh, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Oh, Fauci Dr. from Fauci. Brooklyn. Yes. He is from Brooklyn. Right. We had him on at the very beginning of the pandemic, me and Bernie, and he talked about his basketball prowess in Brooklyn. Yeah, what were they, 0-24? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, he was a like point that. guard yeah. there. Yeah, 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 I was a point guard. Meantime, he was the guy, right, who was giving us guidance. Who remember he had that, uh, uh, turns out he was smoking two packs of Marlboro Reds a day, right? And had to have the operation to get the polyps out of his throat. And this guy was giving us dictation about masking up, no social, you know, you got to uh, no, no, socially distance from one another. And he came out of Brooklyn. Look at all these people. Amazing. They were in the, the way, news the, just in the first hour. Talking about Fauci, I'm glad you brought him up because he was on CNN on Saturday. Oh, Madonna, mine. I know. And it turns out that he got everything wrong, so now he's getting death threats. People are saying he should be arrested. I agree with that. Should be put in prison. Well, I, I would do that because he was a Washington Nationals fan. <laughs> I get you, how could you come out of Brooklyn and be a Washington Nationals fan? I don't know. He did throw out the first pitch at the Nationals game. Anyway, this is Anthony Fauci, Curtis, Saturday, courtesy of CNN, talking about how irresponsible people like Sid Rosenberg are calling for his arrest. Well, I mean, there's no response to that craziness, Jim. I mean, prosecute me for what? What what are they talking about? (laughs) I mean, I wish I could figure out what the heck they were talking about. I think they're just going off the deep end. That's the answer to your first question. It doesn't make any sense to say something like that, and it actually is irresponsible. Of course, it's going to have a difficult effect and a deleterious effect 
on my family. I mean, they don't like to have me getting death threats all the time. Every time somebody gets up and spouts some nonsense that's misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies, somebody somewhere decides they want to do harm to me and or my family. So that's the part about it that is really unfortunate. The rest of it is just insanity, the things they're saying. Oh, oh, wait, Aww. wait, I just had flashbacks. Because <laughs> remember, he came on the scene during the Reagan administration to deal with HIV AIDS. He did a disastrous job. That reminds me of the other movie Paul Savino was in, one of your all-time favorite, Cruising. Remember he was the captain in Cruising? I don't remember that, no. Oh, yeah, no, don't, don't lie. It. You, of course, <laughs> gay guys cruising out there. Come on. Uh, Al Pacino was in that. Okay. Uh, you, yeah. know, you know, he had the Nazi hat yeah. on, he yeah. had the chaps, yeah. yes. the cowboy. Yes. Uh, come on. Yes. You know, Doc, admit that. That was your favorite movie. <laughs> Not my favorite you movie. You went down no. to Greenwich no. Village. You <laughs> went there right along the West Side Highway, the Hudson oh, River. You said, on. I want to be just like Al Pacino <laughs> yeah. in Cruising. Uh, funny. He he was there during those HIV days, Fauci. Did a lousy job. Uh, and not only that, but they said he made money back then. Oh, God. This guy has made millions, millions, because he has a, a side hustle. He's had a side hustle making money. And then he has the coulions, the huevos, to stand in and say, it's not me. Remember, the first interview he did about the pandemic was in uh, January of 2020 with our own John Katsimatidis. He said, nothing to worry about. He did. He Everything did. said, he's a liar. <laughs> we, we should eliminate on his Wikipedia that he came out of Brooklyn. We should. That fact, is a disgraciata. I love this appearance. I think one, once a week, you want a bunch of times a week with me, we should do Ode to Brooklyn. Oh, have to. And just find the great people. No disrespect to Katsimatidis, Harlem, the late great Bernard McGurk in the Bronx. Frank Morano, Staten Island, no disrespect. Brooklyn is king. Oh, Once a week, Paul what I Savino. do, Brooklyn. How could they not I recognize I I, I, Paulie? <laughs> you know who's from Brooklyn? Eric Adams. Coming That's on Joe Brownsville. <laughs> and who ran against him? Of course, the Boulevard in Canarsie. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. The great Curtis Lewa comes your way noon to one every weekday afternoon, all weekend long. He's out with me three times a week. He really is great. The icon, the legend himself, Curtis Lewa. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.